Ten years ago, a small group of community members looked at the rusty rails that run through their neighborhoods and saw potential. Potential for a usable, beautiful public space. When completed, the rail park will connect more than 10 neighborhoods with three miles of continuous green space. A space for everyone, young and old, athlete and artist, neighbors and visitors alike. Friends the Rail Park presents Sounds of the Park, an audio guide to the sights, sounds, and spaces of the rail park. Welcome to another episode of Sounds of the Rail Park. I'm Rebecca Cordes Chan, Executive Director of Friends of the Rail Park, and today I'm at Phase 1 of the Rail Park on the Noble Street entrance just east of Broad. I'm walking and talking today with Suzanne Erb, whom you'll meet in just a moment. We've been thinking a lot lately about universal design, access to public space, and how we can make the Rail Park as welcoming as possible to an ever-growing community. And the focus of this episode is twofold. First, we want to assist blind or visually impaired people plan their visit to the Rail Park, where the access points are and what they should know or be aware of before visiting. Secondly, for those who are not visually impaired, we want to bring a new perspective around what it's like to experience public space for those who are. So with that, I'm happy to introduce Suzanne Earp. Suzanne, thanks so much for joining me today on this walk through the rail park. Oh, thank you very much for having me, Rebecca. This is great. We're so happy to have you here. So we met through a connection at the Institute on Disabilities in Temple University, but I don't actually know a lot about you or your story. Do you mind telling me just a little bit about yourself? I wear a bunch of different hats. I am a trainer, uh, a consultant, a musician. I serve on a bunch of committees, and I like to do things that I can enjoy, and I like to help other people enjoy life too. I work part-time for an agency called Networks for Training and Development, so I keep pretty busy. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> so since the topic of this podcast is parks and public spaces, specifically the rail park, I'm just curious, do you often go to other parks and public spaces in Philadelphia? Yes. Oh, yes. I love, <laughs> I love parks of all kinds, and I've been to many parks nationally, internationally, and I really enjoy going to places like Fairmount Park, around the Wissahickon area, and I just like going anywhere where there's grass and trees and non-cement spaces, <laughs> yeah. because I live in Center City, Philadelphia, so this is a treat. <laughs> so before you um, visit these parks and public spaces, uh, where do you find your information? Or how do you kind of plan your visit? Well, sometimes I go online and find out things if there's anything. And sometimes if I'm going with other people, with someone who can see, uh, they may have already been there. And, and then, of course, after I've been to a park several times, I know a little bit about the park already. One of the things that I rely on is sort of a passive echolocation, if you will. It's a, sort of a way of describing it where you listen sort of for sound um, against your face. And if, if you try putting your hand on your face or very near your face, you'll notice that you can sort of hear the air and, and you can hear where your hand is relative to your face. 
And when you're wearing a mask, this part isn't, this part of your skin on your cheek isn't really receiving the same kind of information because the mask blocks it. Yeah, I'm trying that now and I can definitely see how that would be challenging even yep. for someone who's not already thinking and, and practicing yep. that. Could you just describe how you got here? How did you access phase one today? Okay, well, I was very lucky today. I was able to get a ride from Lyft and the driver brought me right up here to the park. All I needed was the address. The driver knew exactly where to bring me and he brought me actually to the top here where the actual park is rather than down below where the GPS actually directed him. <laughs> it's a common problem. <laughs> yep. Glad to hear it. And so one last question before we start walking. Okay. It sounds like you've been to a lot of different parks and public spaces across Philadelphia, even, mm -hmm. even the world for that matter. In your opinion, how could people who design or manage public spaces or even, you know, just your fellow neighbors make these spaces more accessible for people who are visually impaired? Well, I think having tactile markings can be very helpful if there are any signs it would it might be helpful for them to be tactile as well maybe to have uh, braille signage and raised print signage so that if there are markers that that might be helpful it might also be helpful to have audio tours like like this one where where people can actually find out about things beforehand and and I think also just make sure that there are walkways that are easy to navigate. There are many, many, many parks where I have walked that were not really well designed for people who are blind or people who use wheelchairs. Mm -hmm. And so I think that having walks like this can be very helpful. That doesn't mean that we can't walk in woodsy areas because we can and we do and we enjoy it, but there might be some people who may not be as able to do that. So I think we're ready to start walking. We're gonna walk from the Noble Street entrance towards Kello Hill. Okay. And Suzanne, as we go, if there's anything that piques your interest, I'm happy to describe it in further detail. Okay. All right, shall we uh, walk towards the story wall? Okay. We are now in front of the story wall and we're gonna orient ourselves a little bit to your left. Okay. And so it's a steel story wall, um, mm -hmm. but it looks a little bit rusted actually mm. um, from, from here. It was created by Cloud Geshen, who's a local design um, company. And there's an illustration of the convergence of two rail lines, which is supposed to emulate the, the railroad spur um, uh -huh. that is historically part of the infrastructure of the viaduct. Mm -hmm. It, again, is it's metal. It kind of looks, it's a wall, but it, it's actually also functioning as a screen as well. Uh -huh. And um, in front of the screen, there's a lot of wooden decking that, that contrasts the metal. Mm -hmm. And then on the screen itself, there are numerous locations and companies that are you know, part of what made this part of Philadelphia the workshop of the world. Ooh. And there's, so there's all these different businesses and companies listed. Like what are some of the main ones? Um, the Baldwin Locomotive Works, Kits and Lights, the Goodman Brothers and Hinline Hat Company. One of my favorite things on the story wall is actually a chewing gum company that's located on the kind of right side of the screen. There's just so many to pick from here. There's a, a car company listed up there. I see a couple different breweries. 
And I'll just oh. note that each one of these um, companies, it's stamped into the wall. So it's actually a, a laser cut. Uh -huh. um, so you can kind of, through the wall, you can see the building in the background, uh -huh. as well as several plants that are kind of poking through. But you can't, um, you can't actually feel the story wall. So we, we can take a step up onto the wooden benches uh -huh. and, and feel the story wall, if, if that would be Yeah, why not? Okay. Let's, let's do it. <laughs> oh, okay, so, oh, good. Well, I can just feel it. Okay, yeah, things are actually etched in, and you can uh, actually feel, let's see, this says 1849, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, <laughs> but these, these letters are like stylized, and oh, but mm -hmm. this is so cool. So this is another, it's a more raised part than the parts that are cut out. Yes. Um, and this is supposed to be the historic uh, rail line. Yep. So all the other parts that are laser cut out uh -huh. are the companies, but this raised part is the rail line itself. You know, I'm reading, for, for people who, I'm reading this one letter at a time and I'm feeling, but this is cool. This is great. So if you come to the park and you're blind, you actually can, you actually can feel if you're willing to <laughs> climb up uh, onto a platform and then climb up to another platform, you can actually feel the story. All right, shall we, shall we continue Let's walking? Let's going, sure. All right. So story walls behind us. Yeah. We're gonna venture onto the park now. Okay. And one thing I'll point out as we go is that we're actually walking in between two steel girders and we can yes. actually- Yeah, this definitely feels industrial and it feels like uh, the history. It feels like they're, they're pieces of metal and what do they look like? Because I know they, they feel like pieces of metal on top of each other and... They're a little higher than waist high. Yes. And they're actually the, if you think about, we're on top of 13th Street right now. Yeah. So this is the bridge that's on top of it. So if you think mm -hmm. about kind of the, the top pieces of that and then there are these raised bumps, as you pointed out earlier, yep. but then there's layered pieces of metal. Yeah, they are layered. I'm gonna count, there's one, two, three, four, five, six of them in total ah. that span the width uh -huh. of the bridge that we just walked over. Yep. And then they end, and now we're back onto the elevated portion of the, the park. So mm -hmm. we're back on the gravel. Gravel, yep. Um, and we're gonna go, if we just steer a little bit to our right this way. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I already feel and kind of hear the, the trees. We're in a oh, much greener part of the park yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, it's like you you go from the hustle and bustle of the industrial complex, and now you're in the park. Yep. <laughs> so there are more benches. Mm -hmm. Again, same kind of wooden material, similar height to our left. Uh-huh. You can probably feel now we're in less of a shaded part of the park. The yep. sun is, is kind of, I, I feel it beating down on myself at least. Mm -hmm. um, but I will note that the, the benches to our left are shaded. So that's uh -huh. kind of a nice place to take a little break. But we are still walking, so no breaks for us. <laughs> <laughs> and then to our right, I'll just point out as well, we're, so we're now almost a full story in the air. Wow. Um, but there's a large surface parking lot to, mm -hmm. our, to our right. So mm -hmm. there are a bunch of cars down there. In the background, there are more, you know, formerly industrial buildings, um, just kind of in the in the distance. Uh huh. You know, it's so interesting. You can hear traffic and stuff below, mm -hmm. and it's so nice to be up here instead. <laughs> the, and you know what's so nice about this is that this is so accessible, and you can, you can like 
come here and be away mm-hmm. from the city and you can think and and you can feel let's see i think i hear is that trees above me yep oh it's it's so beautiful it feels so good <laughs> and you can now finally hear birds oh, yep. listen to those birds mm-hmm. and it really does feel like you're under under trees you're protected you're in an oasis so there are some birch trees, uh-huh. Pennsylvania dogwood, mm-hmm. um, and then we have red buds to mm-hmm. our our left. Mm-hmm. Um, that during the spring were so beautiful; they had all those oh. uh, tiny little flowers on them. Yeah. But now they're they're very much leafed over and not quite the same, mm-hmm. you know, kind of stunning beauty of the the pop of uh, red and pink that they are during the spring. We are now standing in front of one of the Percent for Public Art projects that's out on the park. So this is an installation called Dawn Chorus. Mm -hmm. And as I mentioned, it's a City for Philadelphia 1% uh, for Art installation. And it was um, created by the artists Lainey Brown and Brent Wall. And so there's two major parts of the, the installation. The first one is a sculpture that is actually a repurposed utility pole. Ah. So it's this big wooden pole that's Mm -hmm. um, situated right next to a tree. Uh And it almost blends in with the other trees that are in this particular Mm -hmm. garden bed on the the park. Mm -hmm. But then you look up and you notice that there are these brightly colored aluminum birds. There's a yellow one, a blue one, I see a red one, orange, green, all all sorts of colors up there. Mm. Um, And they're, they're sitting on kind of the metal beams that are Uh also jutting out at all different angles Uh um, towards the top of the pole. So my impression is that it was meant to kind of draw your eye up Up. to look up towards the top of the pole. So Mm. looks like a tree towards the bottom, but at the top you're like, oh no, this is definitely an art installation. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that's one part of it. And then the other part of this particular piece is actually calling for a person to look down Mm. um, onto the ground. And I'll actually guide us over and perhaps uh, this might be another opportunity just to kind of touch touch something on the ground. So if you, right here, and then if we just reach down almost directly where your right foot is. Oh, okay. So the other part of this installation. Ah, yes. Yeah, so there are these different pavers. So if you can feel around this, Uh they're mostly stone pavers. Yeah. There are 28, I think, of these Uh different pavers all over this part of the park. Right. And each one has a different inscription with different poems. Mm. And this was curated by Lainey Brown. Uh Uh-huh. And so the poems are all about kind of building community and kind of city life experience. Can you read a couple? Okay. I should also mention they're in different languages, but I'll oh. read. There's one in English over here. The okay. other interesting thing about them is that some are oriented so that you can read them from the walking pathway we were just on, uh-huh. and then others are oriented. Um, we're again nearby a bench, uh-huh. and this particular one that I'm about to read is oriented so that you can read it while you're sitting at the bench, so it's opposite oh. of the one oh. that is by the walking path. Mm-hmm. This is actually one of my, my favorite ones. I'll have a million neighbors in the city all at once, above, below, it's easier for love. And it's by Bernadette Meyer. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Oh boy, now it smells like a park. <laughs> it does not smell like Center City anymore. It's a great, this is a, indeed a great place to come and be away and think. So 
Right now we're in front of uh, one of the pollinator beds in the park. Uh-huh. And so this bed was actually rather recently put in. It's meant to be kind of a, our showcase pollinator garden. Mm. Um, a lot of the plant species on the park are actually pollinator species, so they're meant to attract bees, birds, mm -hmm. oh, um, other species that are going to, you know, kind of yep. spread that pollen around. Mm -hmm. um, but this particular bed, we put in a number of ornamental pollinator species to uh -huh. really call people's attention to the park. So I'll just move your hand over here. This one's a little uh, dried out right now, but uh -huh. as you can feel, that was um, a flowering yeah. plant at one point, oh, and this one beautiful. kind of behind it is still fairly soft, but I think it eventually begins to get a little pricklier yeah. as yeah. The, the season wears on and it, yep. it dries out a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, but this is, it's a fairly, it's one of the longer beds on the park. So we're just really, really happy to have it up here. Oh, you know, that's really good. We need to do everything we can for the birds and the bees. And this is great. <laughs> People forget how important they are. It's so true. And especially in this part of the city, this yes. is one of the only green resources. And so it's one of the only places that those pollinators can hang out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So we're walking into another rather shaded part of the park. Mm -hmm. And so when we spoke with the landscape architect for the rail park, one of the things he mentioned is that they tried to emulate kind of the feeling of, of walking through almost like a meadow ah. at certain points. And so right now we're actually flanked on both sides by large plant beds. Uh huh. And so you kind of get this feeling of almost like we're, again, walking through a meadow or some mm. sort of kind of mm. almost overgrown feeling. Yep, yep. And so now on our left is another raised platform. This, uh -huh. this part is much higher um, mm -hmm. than the other parts that we've been before. And we refer to this part as the electric platform because it overlooks a Pico substation. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you might hear that hum too. Um, there's a, it's almost a full block full of um, just kind of electrical equipment mm. that powers a major portion of the city actually. Uh -huh. um, so hence, hence the name. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, this is such a good example of being able to have a park in the midst of all of the urban stuff. Mm -hmm. And we really need more parks. Now we're at kind of a crossroads here. Uh -huh. If we go to our left, we'll continue on to a, almost like walking on a deck. Uh -huh. And then if we continue to our right, there's just more gravel. So I'll let you pick which way we, we go. Oh, let's go on the gravel. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to veer to our right here. Right now there's another uh, plant bed to our left. Mm -hmm. We're still on the gravel, but there's decking to our right now coming up. And okay. then there's actually a railing. Uh-huh. We are several stories in the air. Uh -huh. Beyond the railing, there is a surface, another surface parking lot. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> but beyond that surface parking lot, there's a large two-story mural. This mural is called the Stamp of Incarceration, oh. um, and it features a person known as James Anderson. Mm -hmm. It was created by the artist Shepard Ferry, and it's a couple years old now. It was created in 2015. And so just describing the mural itself and, and just what's up there, it's a largely red and yellow mural, cream-colored accents as well. I'll read to you what's on it uh, because okay. we can't feel this one. Yeah. This is a little, little big. We need, we need yeah, quite just a ladder a to get up there. <laughs> but towards the top, it says Program Administrator of the Anti-Recidivism Coalition. On the left, it says Political Science Major. On the right, Peace Prize nominee. And there's more writing towards the bottom. Um, $70 billion spent annually on corrections. Again, on the right side, 5% of the world's population, 25% of the world's prisoners and then USA, 25% underneath that. And then towards the bottom, it says living proof. And then on the far right side, people can change. So 
underneath the People Can Change, formerly incarcerated gang member and drug addict. And at the very bottom of the mural, it just says James Anderson. And so James Anderson is also featured very prominently as the, the main figure in this particular mm -hmm. mural. And he is the person that the, the saying, living proof that people can change, um, wow. that's in reference to James Anderson. That's great. So let's, let's keep walking. Okay. So this is another part where it's meant to feel like we're kind of meandering through an, an overgrown mm -hmm. <laughs> field. And it certainly feels like that to me right now. I'm getting brushed by the plants as we walk uh -huh. through here. Yeah, and yet there's plenty of room. Like if you're if you are using a wheelchair or something, you, you might it might look like we're sort of in the midst of overgrown, but there's plenty <laughs> of room for walking. So now there are more benches, but these benches are almost stacked beams instead of, um, before it felt more like uh, plank decking. Mm -hmm. And then we'll go out onto the, the decking again here to our right. Oh yeah, this feels like a deck. Almost yeah. <laughs> feels like a boardwalk. Now we're directly over Callow Hill Street, but still, you know, very much raised up above it. Uh-huh. If we orient ourselves a little bit to the left, there are, let's see here, one, two, three, four, five swings. Mm. And so if you remember at the beginning when we were talking about kind of the metal structures yes. that were remnants of the, the old part of the railroad bed. Right. Um, so these swings are meant to incorporate those original materials. And we can actually walk up and maybe Ooh. touch these as well. Yeah. But they're oversized swings. Uh-huh. The swings, like the seat and the backing of the swings, are made of the same, you know, boardwalk-esque uh, mm -hmm. wood material. Yep. And then you're touching the metal kind of railing on yeah. the side of it right now. Uh-huh. Oh, so you really can sit oh, yeah, we can. up <laughs> in this swing. I'll get on here with you. And you know, <laughs> it, it feels, it's relaxing. You can, <laughs> like, just enjoy. You know, mm -hmm. you can bring, you can bring your laptop up here, and you can write your great American novel. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Oh man! Don't tempt me. <laughs> I could stay here for a while. So this one is directly in the sun, so it's a little warm right now. But there yeah. are two that are more shaded. But yeah, these are one of the the most popular things on the park are these these big old swings. Mm. So there's a swing, but in the structure that they are connected to and what supports and holds the swing up is actually uh, very high above our head and it, it kind of it almost forms a triangle up above us. Mm. It comes at a pretty steep, let's see, that's more, it's probably a 45 degree angle mm -hmm. up there. Mm -hmm. I'll also just note that right now I don't see much of it, but every so often people will write uh, with chalk on ah. the metal parts that hold the swings up. Uh -huh. um, so as long as it's with chalk, we don't mind. Right, <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, it's kind of a, a fun part of the park. It feels very ephemeral because every time it rains, yes. the, the chalk is washed away. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so we're nearing the end of the park, phase one. And then if you were to turn to our, our left here, uh -huh. we're actually approaching the stairwell entrance. It's uh -huh. right off of Callow Hill. Oh. So we're not quite there yet. We're going to transition from this gravel to a metal grate, and that uh -huh. will really signal that you are now on stairs. Ah, uh, okay. Um, so there's there's a you know fairly large platform, but then it does you know go down about two stories of stairs right. in front of us. There are two basically doors that are meant to kind of emulate the story wall where we started uh, our walk together. Uh -huh. um, but these are, again, it's kind of that perforated metal again, uh -huh. um, but this time it's meant to kind of wall off the undeveloped part of the mm, park up mm. ahead. 
So you can kind of, again, there's kind of plants poking through. Mm -hmm. You can kind of see the greenery behind it. Uh -huh. um, but it's really meant to signal that, like, this is the end of the park. Right. Please stop here. Right. So, so this is really more of a visual mm -hmm. um, thing. And that if you were to touch it, you know, that's it, folks. Yeah. So we can actually walk up and touch this, too, okay. if, if you'd like. Again, right. it's that kind of perforated metal. Thank you so much. This was this was really a treat for me. I think you've done a great job of of explaining and it just feels like such an oasis amid the noise and and the clamor <laughs> below of the city this life. Is yep. Really, this is really a treat. <sighs> <laughs> Thank you for joining the Friends of the Rail Park. Friends of the Rail Park is a 501c3 organization that drives the vision behind the transformation of historic rail lines that traverse Philadelphia into a continuous three-mile linear park and recreation path that connects and enlivens the social, historical, and environmental fabric of Philadelphia's communities. Special thanks to our partners. Philadelphia Parks and Recreation, Center City District, William Penn Foundation, the John S. and James L. Knight Foundation, the 1830 Family Foundation, Wells Fargo Community Giving, the Philadelphia Cultural Fund, the Pennsylvania Department of Community and Economic Development, and the Board of Directors and many members of the Friends of the Rail Park. <laughs>